I'll make a few old man noises, then I'll give it a silence and start it up. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show-turned-podcast Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell, also known as Jail Dude, and on Saturdays we give you a show with a guest on to talk about their favorite segment as well as their own history with the show. You just got one with my wife, Emily, who came out swinging after her brain surgery. Go back and enjoy that. Stop what you're doing right now and go back if you haven't heard that. But this is Monday. And we're going to give you a recap of last week's TBTL episodes. I'm in the captain's chair this week as Bobby is celebrating his wedding anniversary, but no one should podcast alone, as I've always said. So all the way from the Merch Distribution Center in Everett, Washington, is the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. And also on the mic from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is our regular contributor, Meredith Mahan. Hello, Meredith. Hello. Meredith, we have to get you a nickname. I know. I know. My name sucks. No. You can't do it though, because because like you can't come up with your own nickname. Then you're like Kobe Bryant, and you just look ridiculous. We need the listeners to come up with a nickname for you, and and we know they love you, so they're going to be nice suggestions. Uh huh. Well, so the only nickname I've really ever had, and and this was in my TBTL newsletter that went out a few, I don't know, last month or something. Mm-hmm. Um, my my father gave it to me, and it's Meredith Paredith Pooter. Well, that's even longer than Meredith. Yeah, it's not. A <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> so I reject that one. It's not going to be that. And and how did we not know he was gay until he came out <laughs> later in life? <laughs> Come on, people. Let's get our gaydar to, together. In retrospect, it was so clear. <laughs> it was so obvious. That's, that's the one thing that pushed him over the edge. Yep. He also loved yeah. show tunes, oh. but yeah. that was it. <laughs> yeah. And dudes. That was right. Well, so, all right. So tonight we have a little bit of LRB business. We'll do the weekend review, of course, a couple of things, of housekeeping, and we'll tell you how to get involved unless we're running long. Um, LRB business. I just mentioned in the open, the Emily episode, uh, have Christy, you were there. Mm-hmm. Meredith, have you had a chance to listen to it? Yes. I listened to it while walking the dog today. It was the best. What did you like about I it? Liked it was, everything. I found it very contentious. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was very nervous after we recorded it. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I'm so delighted by Emily taking such strong stances on things. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I love Jen so much is she has very firm opinions on things. Mm-hmm. And Emily echoed some of that so, so well. And I was just, I was just delighted by the whole thing. Yeah. I kept getting messages from Bobby about it while he was editing <laughs> saying, wow, <laughs> wow. She had some hot She's, takes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely some hot takes. So well, um, luckily, yeah. I mean, with when I say things like Emily did, everyone just knows that I'm a terrible person with her. We can just bring the, <laughs> blame the brain tumor. She's got a brain tumor. She can say whatever sure. she wants. Right. Sure. Uh, she's been very happy the last few days because I don't know what kind of secret meeting happened. But if you all recall, when she was still in the hospital, she was asking me for scratch tickets, lottery scratch tickets. Right. And I'm not a I'm a cheap bastard. And I know the odds on those things. And I, I would never buy them of my own volition. I begrudgingly bought her one or two while she was in the hospital or shortly after she got out. And that wasn't satisfying for her. So um, she kept on about it on Facebook and 
for some reason, people got the idea to send scratch tickets, which is great because she is spending a lot of her day now scratching off <laughs> tickets from all over the country. So I guess I'm going to have to mail all these two, five, and ten dollar winners back to the states that they come from to get the two, five, and ten dollars. It's going to be a great project for me. Yeah. I really look forward. Yeah, I well, don't know how love, that works. You love mail, like you used to send all your complaint letters. That's true. I used to, when I didn't have any money after I first got out of jail, um, whatever product that I finished eating, I would, I would write a letter to the <laughs> company saying I got a bad, whatever it was, can of beans or something. And then they would send back coupons for free stuff until I had enough money to actually live and feed myself. This is what I did. That's what kind of a dirt bag I was. Mike, so. I have a question. Why didn't you do this to get more all dressed chips? Oh, you know, you sent me three bags and I, I still haven't. Well, I did open the third. I'm about halfway through the third. So I'm all set. I don't, okay. I don't need, uh, I don't need any yet, but I will, I will do it. I still have the old Dutch bag and that's my favorite. It is the so, best. It is. I don't know what Bobby's talking about. Those, the Ruffles ones, they're too thick. They're, t uh, you know, it, the old Dutch has the combination of being thin and not overly seasoned. It's like right. the crab chips that he sends me. Too much. Holy moly. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's just a bag of seasoning. It's a salt. Which is right. great if you're, if you're going to season some crabs, but if you're trying <laughs> to eat a potato chip, it's not so great. <laughs> so, um, the, the, uh, I guess that's it for business tonight, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. Nope. All right, so the week in review, um, please everyone give me a break on this. I was not going to be lead dog on this. I was taking notes as if I was just going to be the asshole uh, sidekick that lobs in stories. So I'm going off a lot of Bobby's notes. So if I don't quite understand things or if I forget things, you know, help me out. And listeners, please forgive. Monday, episode 1962, Lettuce Prices for Chicken. That refers to... Of course, the salad bar conversation that opened the show in which um, Luke didn't seem to understand the concept of weight as opposed to volume. I mean, did, did y'all catch that? Yes. Yes. Do you think like, he really didn't you, understand it? Well, it's like he thought that if he jammed the box, the salad, the salad box with chicken, uh, if he jammed one box with chicken and one box with arugula, he would be paying the same for either box. But that's not the case. I mean, you can't stuff enough arugula in a, in a salad container to even come up to the weight of one chicken breast. So you yeah. actually do pay unless for the he, heavier stuff. Yeah, unless he went to a place where it was basically put ever, everything you want. But I don't think that's the yeah. kind. Yeah, I think a lot of those places used to exist and then they did wise up because people would right. just, you know, I'm sure do what Luke or his mom would do and just go and put 15 chicken breasts in the box and, <laughs> and walk out of there for five ninety nine. you know? I feel but like we I need to have the, the Sporkful guys on to talk about this because uh, gaming the salad bar is a huge topic of conversation on that show. It is. There is a way. There are ways to get more for your money. There and I do. I, I so rarely go to salad bars. There's a salad bar at the restaurant I work at, and I, I use it sometimes. But like, if I go out somewhere else, I rarely go to a salad bar. But the the problem is when I do, I do that suicide salad that the, the guy emailed in about because you're at the salad bar and you go, yeah, I like this, I like this, mm -hmm. I like this, and then you end up with a salad bigger than you could ever possibly eat, and 
you didn't even get to half the ingredients that you got because because you're hungry when you're standing there and there's only like besides the um besides the uh tiny corn there's almost nothing on the salad bar that I won't eat. <laughs> So I end up with just this enormous salad that now I'm paying too much and now I'm not eating. So, uh, yeah, I have, I have a problem with, with salad bars now just because of my own, like, I guess FOMO. I don't want to, I don't want to miss out on all the ingredients. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see the olive. Everyone was really disturbed when Luke talked about drinking the olive juice from the, uh, from the black olive can. Um, why do you think everyone was so upset about that? Well, because I can see green olives because that's a drink ingredient. Mm-hmm. But black olives, black that olives are the, are the worst thing ever. No. Well, yeah. canned oh, black God. olives are, I think Greek olives are great. Right, right. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Kalamata olives are awesome, but canned black olives are the worst ingredient ever. And the juice is poison. No one should drink it. <laughs> it tastes like <laughs> salty metal. Well, and I'm a huge fan of salt. Salt is my favorite food. Favorite. Yeah. And I won't touch those things. No, I mean, mm. and pickle juice, I get it. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And that's pure salt well, and vinegar. Yep. But black olives taste like blood. And yeah. What? Yeah, yeah they, they taste did. like irony. Yeah. They're... I- irony. I- no. Iron. <laughs> iron. <laughs> it tastes like... <laughs> it's like Don't rain you on your wedding day. <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> They taste uh, like well, blood. I guess I'm in the minority. I would drink. I would drink black olive juice. I wouldn't uh, do it for recreation, but if someone you know gave me a shot glass of it, I wouldn't be disgusted. You know, there's a well. I I disagree with you there, but I would. To- there is a bar in Dallas um, called Barcadia that makes their own pickle flavored vodka, and all of my that. friends think it's the worst thing ever. But every time I go there, I end up having like four or five shots of it <laughs> and it tastes i mean it's exactly like drinking pickle juice that has alcohol sure. in it. it's delicious i love yeah. it it's sipping vodka to me and as a as a lover of salt i think i could go for that too yeah next time you're in I'll town it. but it's not black olive juice no it's green olive for mm-hmm. sure we'll need a driver though meredith <laughs> well my husband doesn't drink so oh yeah we'll go perfect we'll be elbows deep yep. in that stuff mm-hmm. all right um they gave a uh, 2000 show update. In fact, it was the announcement, I think, on yes. Monday that the uh, show is going to be Saturday, the is it 29th of November? 28th. 28th of November. Thanksgiving weekend, which is going to make uh, really tough for anyone coming in from out of town, mm-hmm. which, you know, would be me or Emily or Meredith or thousands of other people. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Christy, you're yes. going, right? Of course. And you're getting married on the show, right? Yes. Ooh, good idea. <laughs> it's a very cheap way to go. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, I think, was it Andrew that suggested we get married next year at the picnic? <laughs> yeah, you can't wait a year, though. You can't wait a whole year, right? Uh, I mean, could. I'm not going to ask you about your date because you made it clear. We can't <laughs> ask you about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to wait a year, right? I mean, most places you have to wait at least a year. What, like a cooling off period? No, I mean, like to get a venue. Things are booked. <laughs> I thought over you meant like legally. It's like, no, that's no. a divorce. <laughs> 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 well, so so you might as well do it at the picnic. It's a lovely venue. Everyone's rooting for you. I know we couldn't actually afford to be at Chateau Saint Michel ourselves. I know. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get Jen on the case. She'll, she'll take care of everything yeah. that you do for us. <laughs> but no, everyone forget about this conversation because it's yep. going to be a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to see what they do for the 2000 show. It's interesting that it's going to be played live on the radio. Yeah, I'm concerned about that because wasn't it the 1000th show that they got they went back on Cairo with? Mhm. And it the show was pretty choppy. Like the shows that um that they did when uh, Emily and I went back and got married, those two shows were really smooth and really entertaining. You were there for those, mm-hmm. Christy, both of them, right? Yes. Yeah, and it seemed like I didn't go to the 1000th show, but just listening to it, having to take all the breaks and it just seemed like jum- a little more jumbled and confused. Whereas the the, the shows um, that we were back there for in 2010 went really smoothly. So yeah, I'm, not I'm, a fan I'm just of it. a little concerned. I'm not a fan of it being live um, because of those reasons. Too many that they'll have to not swear. Um, that was I, my first thought: is they're going to have to really watch what they're talking about. And when you're sitting there and it's a live show, it's really boring. Because during mm-hmm. the commercials, they just they just sit up there and they talk about what's next or whatever. Sometimes they have a little um, audience interaction, but mostly we just want the show to be an hour and then to mingle and party and and do that kind of stuff. But it just extends it out unnecessarily about half an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I have no idea if we're going to be able to get up there for that. I. Yeah, it's it would be expensive and and money's a little tighter around here now, so it may not be a thing for us. But uh, I look forward to to hearing it anyway. And so. I think they said live video, right? They're going to do a video feed, something mm, about that. that. Would be great. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah, um, we we may have uh, maybe a Texas get together. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, yeah. that's that weekend is so tough because everyone's all over the place. Right. Some people stay home, some people go. Sometimes we're in Louisiana, sometimes we're not. So. You, know. you guys should have a get together, and then we will right after the show we'll do a LRB recap of what they just did. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping they were going to do the twenty four hour podcast for the two thousandth, <sighs> so um, so we could uh, you know like they would do three hours and then we'd come on and criticize the previous three hours and then they come have back you, and do. You have know. you discussed with Luke about that? No, Luke is not um, somebody you suggest things to. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. Have you talked to Andrew about it? Uh, I would. If I were going to, it would be Andrew yeah. who I'd approach because I, I think he'd be receptive to an idea that uh, came through Andrew. But um, they still may do that 24-hour show. That's not dead. But um, just I, I would think that would be more on the uh, fundraiser. on the. Yeah, that's, an, that's like. an evergreen idea. We could do that whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it could be a good pledge drive type mm-hmm. thing. You know, people get up in the middle of the night and said, you know, you can yell at them. Why aren't you sending us money? <laughs> um, can we go back to salad talk real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. what what do you got for salad? Um, the you have a note about it, and also I had made a mental note about putting an egg into a weighed salad. That's such a mm-hmm. waste. What do it you is, think? but it's really hard to resist because boiled eggs are a big part of salads that you get served in restaurants like the cob salad uh i always go for a boiled egg and i always go a for red egg, onions though? as well a oh yeah chopped egg i could see oh is- you just crash it up into your salad. well sometimes they have crushed or right. crushed. yeah they have chopped up egg there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'll crush it for you. Just put it on the counter. So you would opt for a full boiled egg rather than chopped? Uh, no, no, I take the chopped if it's there. But yeah, it, Meredith's right. It comes either way. Mm-hmm. Usually you, there's an, either an egg there or the they've already sliced it for you. But the the thing about red onions and boiled eggs in your salad is it's great for you because you're enhancing your, your salad eating experience. <laughs> it's bad for whoever you're in a relationship with. Oh, yeah. Well, the other reason a boiled egg is a bad idea, I worked at a, a, a breakfast restaurant to put myself through high school. Um, and breakfast is the biggest boondoggle in the world because eggs cost about zero yes. cents each and they charge you whatever for them. Whatever they're charging you, you for an egg is pure profit. Mm-hmm. And a boiled egg weighs, you know, a bit. So mm-hmm. you're probably paying like a dollar for an egg that's worth one cent. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. But, you know. I, you only live once, so I'll get the boiled egg. You, you all don't have to. <laughs> and what do you guys use as your base lettuce? I um, like romaine. Myself. I usually do the spring mix. Okay. I'm romaine because I'm allergic to arugula. What? Mm. I know. I love the spring mix, oh, but it does no. not love me. No. Mm. Yeah. We have some arugula drama in our house. Um, my husband loves arugula very, very much, and he, he does a kind of a tubbo salad thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know what's happening, but we cannot find anything but baby arugula. And he doesn't mm. want baby arugula because it tastes like nothing. He wants adult arugula. What's, I don't know yeah. what the alternative is. 18 and over <laughs> arugula. And, and there's tween, only, tween <laughs> arugula. <laughs> barely legal. The, the veal version of arugula. Right. And there's, a, there's one store where I can find it. It's an HEB, which is a Texas chain and it's far away. And I have to buy like seven boxes of it when I go there. Why is this? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know about the shortage. It seems like we get now in grocery stores, we get everything all the time, but every once in a while I'll notice like this grocery store doesn't have basil or this grocery store doesn't have, like you said, the, the tween or grown up arugula. And you never, I mean, I'd never even think that I'm not going to be able to get something until it happens. And you go, oh, I, I, I live in America. I thought I should be able to get this anytime, anywhere I want. But I guess there are some things they, they just can't even pull off. And one thing I've noticed, Meredith, about HEB is they're not too great about ordering their products. Like I, I get, um, I get uh, green beans to supplement the dog's food. Mm. So I buy like a dozen or two dozen cans at once. And I clean them out all the time. And they never order more. They never look, they never look like, oh, hey, these green beans moved all out in the first day. And they go, how about that? They don't go to their spreadsheet and go, well, let's lay in a few more of these. HEB does that with everything. Why don't they just have it automatically hooked to the register? Yeah, that seems like they should have an inventory system. Walmart does that for sure. But the HEBs around here, they're not too worried about it. This is Austin. Yeah. Do you have a central market down there? Yeah, we have a couple. Um, we have a couple of them. Because yeah. I don't know if we have plain HEBs. This is Central Market, but they have the same problem. Like I, I circled the store for like a half an hour today looking for pita bread, and they didn't have any. And then, and then what you do is you go back to where you think it is, and then you look at the little, the little slip, and it goes, it's "Oh, empty. pita bread," <laughs> and it's empty. Yep. You go, "This doesn't happen at grocery stores in Seattle. Yeah. It just doesn't happen." <laughs> but they're the only damn place that has a grown-up arugula, so I have to go there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a I'm struggle. So <laughs> All right, anything else on salad? <laughs> I like salad. I so yep. the I there's a place right by my work that I go all the time and instead of weighing it out, you get to put in five different ingredients 
you pick your lettuce and then they toss it for you and you get to put whatever five you want. That's a much better solution. Mm-hmm. That would keep me disciplined. I think I need that. Yeah, it is nice. And then sometimes because you're trying to cut down like, oh, I don't really want broccoli. Um, and then you can't come up with enough or sometimes you want too much. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Again, the struggle is real. Uh, cheese, cheese, always cheese. If you're coming always up cheese. short, just mm. sprinkle a little cheese yep. on there. Yeah, and they have sharp white cheddar. That's the shit. Right. <laughs> All right. So Walsh shaved because they have Harry's as a sponsor. I don't even want to know what he's doing about the MeUndies sponsorship. Mm. But um, <laughs> Walsh shaving will come up later in our clip of the week. But uh, what do y'all think of uh, – it's a lot of face there. What do you guys think? Well shaved or unshaved? I prefer the beard. Me too. Do you prefer beards overall? No, or on just be- Beards on certain men? On him. Okay. On – Christy, what's your stance on beards overall? And- Some. He, he looks good with a beard. Yeah. So he should do it. I don't yeah, want – Plus his doll has a beard, so he needs right. to keep the beard. I was just going to say that. Good point. <laughs> I, I don't want the person that I have to kiss, like contractually obligated to kiss. I don't want him to have a beard. Oh, but okay. It hurts. It gives me be- like a, a rash. So no beard on him, but everybody else's mm-hmm. beard. If, okay. you, if you're just looking at eye candy, you know, like Walsh. Yes. You prefer him to have a beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like beard, no bun. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, the buns. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um... So the the top story was there was a woman developing a Yelp for people mm-hmm. where you could. This is the best could, idea uh, ever. Oh my god! I, you know what? You know what? It is a good idea, and I think the people that are against it are assholes, and they're, they're afraid. The one, exactly. <laughs> they're the ones who are going to get shitty reviews. Yeah. Right. Right. Except- if you're relatively confident of your social skills and the fact that people will come out of an interaction with you with a positive vibe, there's no reason to be afraid of this app or whatever. But the, the flaw is. is that there's no negative reviews allowed. So that defeats yeah. the whole purpose. I, don't- I know. Because sometimes a negative review says more about the person leaving it than whatever right. or whoever they're leaving it about. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can even tell that with Especially Yelp, right? if you get like, oh, yeah. Like you, like some some restaurant gets fifty fantastic reviews, and then there's one person who's just a shitball, mm-hmm. and you could tell, you know, and you're like, ah, I think I'm going to go with the fifty on this, you they know. Did but not. what you got to look out for is yeah. people, there's people or restaurants that are like half and half, and you're like, uh, this yeah. is shady. Mm-hmm. This person or restaurant is shady, right? Well, and how are they going to determine? I mean, even with the, they're going to take down any negative reviews. What's the point? It's like yeah. you're just gonna jack your friends off, basically. I mean, <laughs> I know that's exactly that's what, what it sounded like. For. That's what LinkedIn is for, right? Exactly. I mean, I'm all for for parameters. Like, um, you don't want it to turn into a hot or not thing. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 thing should be thoughtful. You know, they should you should give examples. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how the guy was a jerk to me mm-hmm. on our date, or you know, this this woman licks her fingers after she eat you know <laughs> specifics this is what is what i'm really after you know and 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 the things that bother you and make you leave a 75 review for whatever girl i'm about to take out maybe i find them charming but as long as you're specific then i know that i will be giving her a much better review than you yeah you can decide for yourself yeah so i say soldier on woman and and make <laughs> it make it as critical as you want so 
Um, American Apparel files for Chapter 11. Andrew says he's too fat for American Apparel clothes. Well, that doesn't start. That doesn't stop JLJ. I mean, he he slides himself <laughs> into one of those medium T-shirts. So I don't know why Andrew wouldn't wouldn't want to do that. <clears throat> I just don't uh, think I'm cool enough to be in there. The music feels like a rave. Everybody's dressed like Back to the Future thought that the future would be like. Do you know what I mean? I've been I've never been in. I've been in a few times and I, I admittedly have a few things from there, mm-hmm. but I also agree that I'm not cool enough to go in there. And and what makes me feel that way is the employees. Yes, the employees. They are full of scorn. <laughs> For everyone really? who walks in, they're helpful, but it's like they want to kill you <laughs> instead of helping you, but they right. will help you anyway because they have to. Um, and their clothes can be kind of garbagey. They can kind of be cheap and terrible. But their t-shirts, I mean, if you just want a cheap t-shirt, it's a good. Yeah, it's fine. But you're still, no one's yeah. cool enough to be there though. Well, as a as a female, I, I mean, I've never been inside their shop, but I've worn some of their shirts and uh, they really do emphasize um, the boobs. So mm-hmm. it's just not some place. If you're a guy who's not in shape, you shouldn't shouldn't be shopping there. You shouldn't well, be wearing their clothes. Well, for a place helmed by that guy, of course, it emphasizes the boobs. Yeah. All right. Um, email from someone named Lloyd who says that they need to take compliments better. Um, I I think this is all this is all tied in with them deprecating themselves in the show all the time. I don't think there's any separating those things out. I don't think it's ever going to stop. Um, they, they stop down every couple weeks and talk about it, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to fundamentally change the way they perceive themselves or the way that they want others to perceive them, the humility or whatever. So I just don't think this is an issue that's ever going to change. No, I think probably it not change the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if what they were if super they confident, became yeah, like super confident and just sure of themselves and really loved their show. Just what posted they have to talk about? Of, ton of selfies every day. <laughs> they they would be like uh, that. Uh, who's it's the so guy? Bad. Jordan Jordan Jesse, whatever that guy. That guy is really confident. Who Jesse Thorne? Yes. Yeah, I Jesse don't like Thorne his show. Loves him some Jesse Thorne, and I don't want to hear that out of TBTL. <laughs> no. Um, that's it for, um, Monday for me. Did you guys have anything else on Monday? Um, there was, I don't remember what day it was where Luke talked about the semicolon tattoo. It could have been Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Bobby wrote it down, but he did talk about it this week. So, Veeves has one. Um, she, yeah. So, she has one, another 10 had one, and now there's a whole, um, movement about it. And Luke said, or... Andrew said that it's about self-harm and Luke goes, well, the pizza deliverer probably wasn't, didn't have one about that because then that would mean their family, their, her whole family just self-harms. Well, what is the story? What is it, the, is it, it like a national a, campaign or it something? Is. It is. It's so the awareness is, um, let's see, authors use that because they want to stop the sentence, but they pause and carry on. And so it's more about, um, a mental illness and suicide prevention, um, hmm. getting, getting that. So the woman he was talking to could have had a family member that committed suicide. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought too. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought. So Luke kind of making a joke like, Oh, it's probably not that because that would mean the whole family is into self harm or something like that. Yeah. Not- it doesn't mean that they all used to cut themselves. Right. <laughs> 
I guess it means they're aware that people do cut themselves and or maybe they were touched by it somehow in yeah. their family. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think it's a I think it has a really cool meaning. Yeah. That's it. All right. Um Tuesday, nineteen sixty three, pardon the agreement. Luke makes a joke he's really proud of, and he does get patted on the back later on uh Twitter from Stubot. Uh Sass in Pocket. Um he was referring to Chrissy Hind and her interview, her terrible interview with the dude on NPR. Um, I think that we've had enough incidents now. We just need to realize that Chrissy Hind is a cranky old lady mm-hmm. and it's okay. We all have, a, have met cranky old ladies in our life and they all say crazy shit like people had rape coming or whatever. And you either accept them as a crazy old lady and accept their, she didn't, she's not Bill Cosby guys. She didn't do it. She didn't rape anybody. Yeah. She just has an opinion about something that happened in somebody else's life. And it it was a stupid thing to say. And, and it sounds like she says a lot of stupid things and a lot of mean and angry Mm -hmm. things, but she's not hurting anyone. Why, why are we surprised that a lady that was pretty punk and didn't give a shit about people when she was young still lives that way? Yeah. She's going to get crankier. Yeah. The older and the more money she has. (laughs) Yeah, and they made some sort of comment that made me think, like, she's she wrote a book. She has a publisher. She's probably being made to go do interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I'm sure she has to, to as the terms of her book agreement. Mm-hmm. So she's like, ugh, got to get through this dumb press. Right. And she hates it. And probably is going to sell more books because everyone was talking about it. I didn't even know she had a book yeah, out. Yeah, me neither. No. Until <laughs> I heard this interview, I'm like, oh, Chrissy Hindbook. I bet that'd it. be pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm not going to read it, but it's it, – I'm sure it's pretty interesting because he's led a very long and interesting life. What really shocked me was how little Andrew knew about Chrissy Hine because they they went to Kent State. They both went to Kent State. If anybody should know about Chrissy Hine, it's people that went to Kent State. And he just appeared to – I mean, he said that she was in The Runaways. Um, In fact, early on in her career, she couldn't even find a band to be in. Um, I don't know. Um, Luke – not Luke. Andrew – Knows everything there is to know about Donovan, yet knew nothing about someone who made good music. <laughs> in that, his own home state. <laughs> in his state. Boy, did that make me mad. Yeah. Uh, and Luke had, him, had, uh, had her playing at Fang Boner Arena, I think, or Fang Boner <laughs> Gorge. Yep. That seems to bother Andrew when Luke brings up Fang Boner over and over and over. I again, love it. But, yeah, me too. I never get tired of it. Um, Bobby wrote a note here about a walking and texting incident. I don't remember this particular oh, thing. Oh, he was Can he you... was on his phone walking into, I don't know, a grocery store or something, and he just literally bumped into an old man and and <laughs> described it as like I'm the I'm the thing I've ha- I hate. I've become the thing I hate the most. So, he hates, you know, people being absorbed on their phone so much and he's mm-hmm. tuned out to the world around him and he's done that exact same thing. That's yeah. pretty much it. I, I think I think we've all done it. As much as we rail against it and like you scoff at people that are doing it. I mean, it's going to sneak up on you. You will be out somewhere and there'll be some message that you feel you have to answer and you will look down at your phone and you will get in somebody's way. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have for, for Tuesday? Um, David Lee Roth, that's always solid. The, uh, the vocal tracks. Um, St. Ignatius poem. Maybe I wasn't listening as closely on Tuesday as I thought I was because I don't remember this. Andrew recites the St. Ignatius poem. 
Well, what I thought was interesting is I've heard him say that before. And Luke laughed and thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard and asked a bunch of questions about it. But I, I think that Andrew said that before. How, what do you think, Meredith? Yeah, probably. I feel like I've heard that before, too. I have kind of a similar story. I don't remember what his chant is, though. It was just a short little thing, right? Right. So the one that I had at my school, I I went to kind of a dork school. Like, we barely had any sports. It was mostly focused on academics. and But we did have a volleyball team that I was on. And our taunt, or whatever, our chant was... That's all right. That's okay. You're going to work for us someday. Love it. That's a pretty common one. I think like they do that at Duke all the time. You know, the Vanderbilt, you know, the, the more eggheady schools, their um, mm-hmm. students mm-hmm. chant those, those types of things at games. And it's funny because it's true, you know, because Duke is playing Virginia Tech or somebody right. and, and they're just yelling. The 15 Duke fans are Lose, they're losing 45 nothing, but they're yelling a very hard truth across the football yeah. field. To and the, Andrews to was the something similar, to, like, yeah, similar and to that. The one part I were, remember was we don't drink, we don't, we don't smoke, we don't drink. All we do is think, 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 think. think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm. So bragging That's about more how nerdy. much think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I couldn't get down with that. The money thing would hurt, but I wouldn't be sad about how much partying I was doing at my school. <laughs> You're never going to make me sad about that. Uh, see what else? Um, Luke contemplates how they could produce TBTL and opts not to. Um, <laughs> I, I'm as I've gotten into the podcasting game in the last two and a half, three years, I've found a lot more respect for TBTL and Luke and Andrew and Jen and what they did because uh, it is hard, hard to do this stuff. It's way harder than you think it is. And I'm not complaining because it's fun, but to to do a show that sounds good every day and <clears throat> has more or less solid content for an hour, hour and a half, that is a lot of work. And I do respect them for it. And even though they are always deprecating their own show, um, guys, you're doing a pretty good job. And that's the last time I'll say anything positive. Um, well, I love that. So Luke talked about how great of a producer and podcaster he was because the run sheet said Monday, but it really was Tuesday. (laughs) And he went on and on about that. He was able to switch it up on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. That's how great he is. Yeah. Yep. Well, then, then brush with this greatness because I always notice mistakes that I've made (laughs) and make changes on the stupid run sheet. So you're working with a genius over here. He's a professional. The, um, the biggest topic, the the one that I was listening most closely to on Tuesday was the stuff about DraftKings and, and FanDuel, or as Stubot calls it, FanDuel. I would mm-hmm. be totally down with a cheese-eating league, mm-hmm. by yes. the way, on FanDuel. Do we get to be in it, or do we vote? Do we bet on how much cheese other people can eat? I think what you should be judged on is how much cheese you can eat relative to your body weight. Okay. And I think my dachshund could probably eat... <laughs> Three quarters of her weight in cheese. I think she would be the champion. Yeah. Uh, one one day we, um, I don't know why. Maybe this was in the early stages of the brain tumor. But Emily's Emily left the the kibble on a bottom shelf. Oh, and I've made that we mistake. Went, <laughs> we went out and they knocked that shit over. And Ginger had a distended belly. She she ate a lot. Mm-hmm. Abby could barely even walk. 
She like doubled her oh. size. She ate as much of that stuff as she could. And then here's the thing. Like she still wanted dinner. Yeah, later. of course. Of course. Because <laughs> it was dinner time. Her brain said, I'm eating dinner. <laughs> and I said, no, you're not eating dinner. So uh, <laughs> anyway, DraftKings and FanDuel. There's a guy worked. I think he worked for DraftKings and he won a bunch of money on FanDuel. Mm. And I I think I did one thing with DraftKings like last year when it was really new. So I get their email and I got an email like apology from the president of DraftKings about how they were going to do all this stuff differently and not not let their people compete on their side or any other sites or whatever. And I didn't give a shit about that. What's What bothers me about DraftKings and FanDuel is there's a guy on one of the commercials who says, oh, I can compete against my friends every night. He's a new, I can pick a new team, compete against my friends every night. Well, here's the thing, dummy. If you have friends that you want to compete with every night, do it amongst your friends and then nobody will keep a cut. All the money will stay between you and your friends. You fucking dummy. So you're doing DraftKings or FanDuel because you didn't, you don't have a fantasy league that you can compete in with your friends where, where there's no fees, you know, all the money goes to the winners. You're, you're doing it because you don't have those friends and you're, you're going to lose that vigorous. So eventually if you keep playing every night, they're going to get you. Um, I think I tweeted enter promo code divorce because you're going to lose your life savings <laughs> and your wife is going to be pissed and it, you're going to ruin your life. So get off that. So stuff. what do you think about um, the, the cheating or whatever? It wasn't cheating though. I mean, it, it was, it was nothing illegal or, uh, dude, dude just, he, like Luke described, he, he probably was an early player on DraftKings and, and they are, were expanding so fast that they tapped some of their players to work for them. And the guy still wanted to play, but he didn't want to play on his own site because mm-hmm. he would have had to make up a bunch of – because there's money involved, so he, he would have to get all shady about it. So he went and played on the other site, and he happened to win. And I don't think there's any – there's no inside information. You, you, there's no way that you can go tell – um Doug Baldwin that he needs to score three touchdowns tonight because that's not up to him. No, but Mike, you can see can't don't they have access to see who's uh, putting in who? They they have access on their own site to see who uh, who's drafting who for that particular night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and you can use that information to maybe increase your odds a little bit of mm-hmm. of having having a a different slate of players than yeah. most people do. Mm-hmm. But those players still have to score. That's true. Okay. You, there's no way to cheat that. Um, I'm all in. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, one thing that Luke did a good job with in that conversation, he always does a good job, uh, is explaining how sports betting works and how the, how Las Vegas is not in the business of picking winners. They're in the business of getting enough people to bet on either side where all the money's even because they'll take their 10%. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what FanDuel and DraftKings are doing. That's what Vegas does. And you're going to lose. If you play long enough, you're going to lose um, to either one. So don't do it. Gambling People, is not Get some friends. <laughs> get some friends. Each put in whatever you're comfortable with and split up the money among the winners. And the only time I've ever had, ever had a bad experience with that was when I was in prison. And we each put in two books of stamps for a fantasy league. And this shady guy Vern was keeping the stamps, and he he checked in and went to another facility <laughs> while holding our our winnings. So yeah, he can't don't do come it back. in jail. <laughs> I hear you guys shanked. are doing 
you guys are doing okay on scratchers. Yeah, yeah, we're doing scratchers. I mean, <laughs> there's a margin. There's a game with some excellent margins. Right. Actually, we've we've found a way to beat the system. We get the scratchers for free uh-huh. from from mm-hmm. suckers like y'all, oh. and then we collect the winnings. Well, so that's one, really the only way you can win. Step one: get a brain tumor. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's anything not else it, for Tuesday? No. Um, well, they did. Meredith has a has a tasty note here that I want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Oh, they went back to salad talk for a little while. Oh, so they sure. talked about suicide salad, and there was some mention made of the most. I think it was the the, the listener wrote in about suicide salad, right? Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like the most economical salad you could make is capers and goat cheese, right? <laughs> if you're trying to get over on them, yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. Each one of those items is Alone. excellent, but right. but in a uh, it needs to be in a much larger context. Yeah, not a main needs, ingredient. There needs to be other things with that. Yeah. And then um, they got we to do no, go ahead. no point conversion today. Yeah. That's what I'm going to talk okay. about now. Um, Meredith, I was, we were in a chat the night that, um, the night that Detroit was robbed mm-hmm. of, of a victory in Seattle and your husband seemed upset. Did he, did he ever talk about it with you? Or did, did he get over uh, it? He's a, he's a, Long suffering Lions fan. I know so much about them that I think their name is the Tigers. Um, <laughs> but he loves them very, very much. And all I know about what happened is I was getting ready for bed and he was just howling in pain on the couch. Mm-hmm. He was just, just, he sounded like something really terrible had happened to him. And I had to stick my head out of the bathroom and be like, what's happening over there? And he just stormed off and went to bed. He he wouldn't talk about it. So oh we, we did talk about it a little bit later. And I mentioned that I had been talking to you, Mike. And he said, can you please tell Mike that I'm not that crazy? I'm not that, I'm really not that crazy. But he it, it, it is. It really doesn't, I yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys who doesn't like to admit how much he cares. Because it's not cool. And I used to be a lot more emotional about sports. I and had a hard time admitting it. People would come, people would call me or talk to me the next day and make sure I was okay after something happened, like Mm -hmm. what happened to to Detroit the other night. Um, But uh, long suffering Detroit fan that you can't say Detroit lions fan without the long suffering in front of it. They've earned the right to feel bad about everything that's happened to them. And (laughs) nobody, nobody really realized what that rule um, meant because that, Penalty does happen all the time, but it happens when like a punter will mishandle a snap or a quarterback is about to get sacked or there's a fumble in the end zone by the offense. They will bat the ball out of bounds because they don't want the the defense to recover it because the defense recovers it. It's a touchdown. If they bat it out of bounds, it's a safety, but it's also a penalty. But in the case of the the safety, that penalty, the the team will just take the penalty. Um, I mean, I mean, sorry, they'll just disregard the penalty because they got two points. So it's a, it's a penalty that does happen all the time, but the flag r- rarely goes out. The referee clearly either didn't know or didn't care, and Detroit got robbed. So um, I feel like Pape's notes, he put something about 
taking losses as a fan of a long-suffering team. He's a Bills fan, mm-hmm. and they they lost all those Super Bowls. And other than that run, which was disappointing at a high level, they've been disappointing at a low level around that. So the Bills have always had some sort of frustration. And I have an experience with that. My brother had season tickets for the Seahawks from their inaugural season in 1976. Um, he was 16 years old. He bought two season tickets. And he kept them for about 20 years or so till they moved to Husky Stadium while they were building the other. Anyway, um, John Elway and the Denver Broncos tortured the Seahawks for many, many, many years. <laughs> and it, it was awful. We couldn't beat the guy. I'm pretty sure John Elway, though, could pick my brother, and especially my brother's voice. He could, he could pick it out because my brother had – seats they were like 16 rows deep in the end zone and during warm-ups the quarterbacks are taking snaps down there and my brother i know you you guys will be surprised to hear this but he has a very dry and and angry sense of humor Hmm. (laughs) yeah knock you over with a feather and he used to say stuff that would make elway turn around and say who who said that And his whole, my brother's whole section would look forward to whatever he was going to come up with because really that was the only way that we could defeat him was during the pregame yeah. warmups because well, once the game started, yeah, it, was it was over. Well, can, can you, do you know one? Can you tell us one? Oh, shoot. Uh, no, I can't. It was so long ago. Yeah. Uh, next time I talk to him, I'll, I'll, I'll get some because, um, yeah, I, I didn't go to a lot of the games with him. I just go to one or two a year, but, um, I, I remember, Always, always head swinging around and people laughing, the players laughing because he wasn't saying stuff like you suck or you have big teeth or, you know, mm-hmm. go eat some grass or whatever. He, he would say something that was really, you had to turn around and say, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so I wish your husband all the luck in the world. I wish the lions all the luck in the world. I mean, this season's over. <laughs> They're 0 4. Let's face it. There's They're always done. next year. But yeah. Next next September, hope springs eternal. Um, Wednesday, 1964, pre-cogging your laundry. Luke is exhausted and for some reason thinks it's okay to make a herpes joke right out front of the show. Um, Steve Nelson is inhabiting the body of Rudy. And if you haven't seen the picture, go to Infinite Guest <laughs> and go to that show page from Wednesday, 1964, because Rudy looks malevolent. Yeah, she, she does. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and I think this ties into, because they just had a meeting with Steve Nelson and I think he, he had some, some advice for them or, or some, you know, stern words. some show, he must some have. stern words yeah. for them because they, they thought that, 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 uh, that Rudy looked like Steve Nelson. I think if you take that picture and you Photoshop on some headphones, like Steve Nelson's Twitter picture, <laughs> someone you got yourself a, a parody account, mm-hmm. Lynn. Oh no! Is there going to be a new Facebook page? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I need another group to join. Yeah. Yeah, Rudy. TBTL. Uh, TBTL is, is Rudy, Rudy Disappointers. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, Rudy is over living in someone else's house with a twin bed. Like Rudy needs space just as much as they do. Yeah. Here's the thing: when you take your dogs and you travel and you stay in someone else's house or whatever. Um, your dogs don't know that they're at somebody else's house. Mm-hmm. They want to sleep on the bed, you right. know, and they're probably looking at this 
freaking cot that they're trying to squeeze onto and you know Rudy's just not having it. I mean that that I'm sure Rudy's a bad dog. Well, and also just he says that Rudy's shedding all the time. That's because dogs are distressed when they do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's got to be another feature for whoever's letting him yeah. squat at their house. Yeah, bless that person. I know. <laughs> I have to sweep this house every other day just because of uh, Ginger's hair. And, you know, they better be pulling their weight over there, broom-wise mm-hmm. or vacuum-wise, whatever the situation is. Um, just just tangent there. Did, did you all ever think that this house was – because when he was talking about buying it, he, they weren't talking about doing a total teardown. Did, did the teardown idea happen after the house was purchased? Did they really think that they were going to live in the house as is? What do you, what's your opinion? I don't know. I, Jeremy was just asking me about this the other day. Did they ever look at it? Because the ceiling <laughs> tiles being that stuff that's in the elementary schools, you know, the push through, mm-hmm. that wasn't hidden. I mean, of Do you course- remember him talking about the pool? Because there was that whole episode about um, Andrew's going to do this. He's going to live in the pool house. He's going to do the show from the pool. And and the way that Luke was describing it, I was thinking, this sounds like a nightmare. This sounds like a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have to do something about this or it's going to be terrible. So I kind of expected this, I guess, from the beginning. Or they but I don't think it they mentioned it. Cosmetic, maybe just some, you know, new trim and some paint or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think that it was kind of like peeling the onion where it right. was worse than they thought. Or right. they're deciding that they want all new stuff. Yeah. I mean, to me, I guess it was like they saw a few dark spots on the apple and then they mm-hmm. got the house and they, you know, they peeled it and they discovered the apple was pretty worthless. Right. And they're just and, trying to make some pie. Right. Yeah. Just trying to make the best of it. But, <laughs> right. but uh, this sounds like. Just, he says it's not a money pit, but I don't know. Sounds like I denial think that to me. They're just they're gonna make it beautiful, and I think mm-hmm. that they they bought it thinking that they could just live how it is. And when they started peeling back, like, oh, we're gonna have to take down the ceiling, and then they said, well, let's just do every single thing that we want to, and mm-hmm. they'll put in instead you know, of li- living there and then just piecemealing mm-hmm. the, the right. repairs they wanted. They figured they found out it was so much that. That they might as well just stay somewhere else and start knocking it all out. Right. All right. That makes sense. Um, bare naked ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an opinion. Um, Meredith, what do you think of, of the bare naked ladies? <sighs> I loved them when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I loved them so, so much. I haven't listened to them in as many years. Christy? Um, I, same. Um, terrible. So um, that's all I have for bare naked ladies. Uh, sorry, everyone loves bare naked ladies. Um, Luke is. Uh, oh, they get into the um, the Alanis Morissette discussion that mm-hmm. everyone's had for for so so long, and Luke, uh, Andrew beats himself up about it later in the week. In fact, on we're recording this Friday night, so we tried to listen to the show earlier, and he was beating himself up about extending the Alanis Morissette ironic conversation as well as a bunch of other um, conversations that Andrew later found to be dull. So, uh. <laughs> Well, it was, it was, I can't believe Andrew missed it when Luke said, you know, he's waited, I, 
had a friend and he waited his whole life. Oh my God. To take that flight. <laughs> yeah, it was painful. And that was a screaming at the radio situation. Yes. And Andrew's yeah. like, I think you're quoting something. Is that a movie? Is that a movie? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Some of the some of the hardest moments to listen to are when Luke has a pretty <laughs> obvious pop culture reference. Yeah. And Andrew's not picking it up. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, uh, they're still on the trail of Randy Quaid for some reason. They, they, they care about this. I have the same reaction to the Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid situation as I have with like the Cat Williams and all the other crazy people situations. I just tune it out after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, cause they're just going to be in the news for doing something stupid. And if, if nobody got hurt, I, I don't really care. And I don't care to laugh at it, I guess, either. It's not funny to me. Well, and I think they're, they're mentally ill. There's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not funny at all. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Mentally ill, drugs, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, nobody hates Creed more than me, but that story that they did uh, <laughs> oh, man. with Scott Stapp, you know, I'm not into that. I, yeah. <clears throat> I don't wish him ill. I wish him to have to never, never made music, but yeah. that's not going <laughs> right. to happen. Right. So, so I, I'm not trying to punish him. He made, he made money, you know, mm-hmm. I would have done the same thing. I would have, you know, sang about Jesus and wore leather pants and collected the checks. He did it. I didn't. I'm mad, but right. I'm not going to wish him ill. So, um, detergent talk. This becomes a big thing. <laughs> For some reason. Yep. Uh, I do the laundry. For the most part in this house, and I will say that I don't trust the recommended amount of detergent. You know, when they you go to Costco and you say, "Oh, this does 600 loads or whatever," and you get it home and you probably get 50 loads out of it because you pour the amount of cu- uh, the amount of detergents recommended into the cup, and then you look at the amount of clothes that are in your washer, mm-hmm. and you go, "No fucking way." That's how they get you, Mike. <laughs> Mike, that's how I they have, get you. Do you have one of those the high efficiency? The, the, we have a brand new washer, yes. So the high efficiency one that you have to use the special oh. detergent or whatever. Oh boy, I don't know if it's if it's like that. I don't know if it's like because European Mike, style or something. You need to find out because you can actually harm your washer if you're using too much detergent. Yeah, honestly. I have a high efficiency mm-hmm. one, and it does a bad job. First of all, mm-hmm. like it doesn't clean anything <laughs> if you have too much because it uses like a tablespoon of water for the whole load. So right, it doesn't have the power to rinse it all out. So right. you really need to use right. like a microscopic amount of detergent. So and then it's it a gums weird up adjustment. All the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's bad for the washer. So it's mm-hmm. a weird adjustment. But I made it a while ago. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, you I don't just know. you barely put in a teaspoon, and it feels weird. It really yeah. does. Yeah, but yeah. you need to make sure because you could wreck your washer, and you don't want to pay for that. But does okay? This is just washer talk now. But Meredith, does your stink? <laughs> no, uh, I got a top loader on purpose. Okay. Um, my mom did this terrible thing with her front loader where it was just a nightmare. She had people out every other week, and mm-hmm. it was moldy and awful. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, I need to get a new washer. I'm getting a top loader so I can leave the door open. It's Mm -hmm. never had a problem. Yep. I highly recommend the top loader to everyone. It's Yeah, we're top loading over here. Yeah, because I have the front and I have to keep that door open or it just... Mm Is terrible. Oh, right. Yeah. Or you have have to to get a special cleaner for Mm -hmm. it, and that's ridiculous. So, no. Well, Christy, you say I'm using too much detergent, Mm -hmm. but I thought, I thought, like, during the wash cycle, isn't the lid supposed to come up from the bubbles that are. (laughs) Yep. Brady Bunch style. (laughs) 
<laughs> Artificial no. intelligence style. Or now, any Mar- type of show sitcom from the 80s. Sure. Men so, can't And then you walk laundry. into some quicksand and then you got hit in the head and forgot everything, but then you got hit in the head again and you remembered everything. <laughs> That's how things worked in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You didn't do further damage to your cranium with the second blow. It solved <laughs> your problems. So, Meredith, you said that's how they get you. Well, I, for a while, I mean, on, on my old show, Takedown, I used to have a segment called Mike Has Ideas. Mm-hmm. And one of my ideas, I don't know if I ever said it on the show, but one of my ideas has always been that's how they get you.com. Mm-hmm. And that you go there and you find out all these things, all the different ways the companies are getting you. Mike, um, that is the best idea I've ever had. Yeah. You like it? Yes. Do it. The best part of it is, it, and I don't know if this is ironic. I guess we'll have to consult, you know. Alanis. Consult. <laughs> consult. No, she's the last one we want to consult. <laughs> um, maybe it's ironic, but while you're at that's how they get you.com, we're stealing your identity. Mm, good point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so you go on there and then we'll save you a couple nickels on your, on your washing. But uh, meanwhile. <laughs> Yeah, we've I, taken, we've stolen your entire identity. The person, I don't know why they need my social security number, but okay, <laughs> okay. If you really want to know how they get you, uh, enter your <laughs> well, American you, Express number. That's back here. to being a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible or great? <laughs> uh, what else do we have on Wednesday? Um, I've never seen Space Jam. Is that a is that a problem? Should I see Space Jam? No. I think people to... like it ironically. Eh. I, think I think the thing about kid, it, if you were a kid in the eighties, you loved it because it was just like a um, Roger Rabbit where it mixed real people with cartoons. Right. Yeah, cartoons. Yeah. And then right. you also had Michael Jordan, which everybody loved for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. So you had all that. If you missed it, you, you, you're not missing anything. Well, okay. this, the I, soundtrack's not terrible. I mean, we got to hear that great yeah, Quad City jam, DJs though. jam. Yep. Yeah. And that's where we hear Fly Like an Eagle mm-hmm. by Seal. And sure. I think that's the first place that I believe I can fly by R. Kelly was debuted. I agree that that's where it was. So pretty great. Well, it missed me because I was neither a kid or had kids when it came out. So like <clears throat> kids movies, it's interesting Like most people will have – a couple of, a couple of uh, like blocks of years, like seven to ten years when they're an actual kid, and seven to ten years when they have little kids, where you'll you'll see every goddamn kids movie, mm-hmm. and then outside of that, it's all a blind spot. But you like, had a block I, of time where you were somewhere else. Yeah, Mike, you were yeah, warden I, of the state, I believe, because it's. Uh, <laughs> It was 1997. Yeah. So I missed it because of that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You were making your own space jams. Yeah. Hey, now. Um, Anything else for Wednesday, guys? Andrew did make a passing mention of Tonight Pants and Bud Light. Is that what he does? Is that his jam? Terrible Tonight Pants and Terrible Beer. I can't. Yeah. I can't get behind this. He's he's a hick. I, I think what people don't realize, and Emily and I were talking about this the other day, he's a hick. His dad is a dad, bro. He's from like the country in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And Meredith, coming from from Michigan, the way you and your husband do, you all look down at people from Ohio, do you not? Uh, liter- Be honest. Literally and figuratively, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's more, first of all, a comfort 
it's a, a comfort drink. Like, how can you be comforted, comfortable in those pants? Doesn't matter oh, what you're no, drinking. The pants right, are, are, right. are hideous. I'm talking about the drink. That, and also, I think his point was it's refreshing because it's basically like drinking 7 Up, right? <laughs> it's water, refreshing yeah. and you can drink a lot of it. So you could have that on a summer day. You could have 10 and it would be nothing. You probably you could have 10, but you're not drunk. So what's the right. point? Because it's refreshing. It's not refreshing. Uh, but he I, does love to do lawn work, right? Like yeah, it's, it's one of his joys. With lawn work and puttering and mm-hmm. you just have a can. I, I could see it. Yeah. I don't drink beer. I don't, I wouldn't enjoy that anyways, but I could see God, it would have to be so cold and I have to be very mm. desperate. I, don't know. I mean, just like, I, you know, when you go to Mexico, sorry, Mike, when you go to Mexico, you drink Coronas. <laughs> Coronas are Bud Light, Mexican Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> it's not good, but it's just time and place and the coldness yeah. and refreshing. Yeah. I have to have like a Sapporo every time I go have Japanese food. Exactly. Same thing. All right. 1965, Thursday. Eight things I love about you. Um, there's uh, there's bare naked lady backlash, of course, the blowback. <laughs> uh, I, I think the bare naked ladies actually do appeal to a large swath of white people. Obviously, and let's face it, you know, TBTL, not the most diverse audience in the world. So they had to know that they were going to hear it from the BNL fans. Who has time to say bare naked ladies? I don't have time. Well, so I'm really the glad same, they've shortened it to BNL. Are these the same people that like Dave Matthews Band? DMB. You mean you mean Dave? Dave. <laughs> oh God, I I don't like pissing people off, so I'm not going to talk about Dave <laughs> okay. Matthews Band or Barenaked Ladies. <laughs> okay. I hate music. I hate all music. Everyone should know that. I hate music. So if I hate your music, it's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. I hate all music. So. Don't worry about about this podcaster's opinion. Okay. Um, Andrew is not showered in three days on Thursday, mm-hmm. which seems unusual because he's for a while he seemed determined to keep California drought bound. Yeah, he's a shower two times a day kind right. of guy. This is disgusting. Well, also, it's in the nineties there in L.A. and it's he doesn't have AC. Yeah, it's not your hair. Plus, he's drinking a bunch of Bud Lights. You know. So, you know, you know that you don't have to worry about uh, your hair stinking at this point where it's all about balls. Yeah. Yeah. That area down there got to be not not as freshest. I hope he's Mm -mm. pouring like gold bond by the bucket. Well, and hopefully he showered before sex day eve. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, maybe a shower is is a together shower is part of sex day eve you never oh, okay. know what kind of foreplay they got going on over there i mean he's walking around his me undies who could who among us could resist <laughs> with that bare naked face yes <laughs> i dr drew and and uh adam used to talk about that they would get that question all the time and they would say why don't you just casually suggest a together shower if the oh, other yeah. person i remember that <laughs> right and then you can scrub the parts that you need scrubbed and and, and he'll he'll find it it's, he'll find it very exciting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he won't catch on until about the third day in a row. Right. You know, when when you're getting into his ears, you know, and you're scrubbing behind. Well, while we're in here, let's, <laughs> let's get everything done. <clears throat> um Luke says that 
<laughs> that if you d- don't shower for long enough, you will develop an ecosystem like the mummy has. And having met the mummy, that ecosystem is that you stink. Mm-hmm. So that ecosystem equals stink. So there's, there's nothing special about it. What you become is like like if if Andrew walked into the room after he hadn't showered in three days and he kind of stunk, you, you'd go, oh, man, Andrew hasn't showered in a few days. And then he would go shower and then he'd be back to being Andrew. Well, the mummy never showers and he always comes in the room and he always stinks. Mm-hmm. It's not an ecosystem. It's just a guy who stinks. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to be a guy who stinks, don't shower. I went to, I went, I lived in Bellingham at Western where people fancied themselves hippies. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had to sit next to these people. There's lots of people that have developed ecosystems. (laughs) Yeah. That's a very kind word for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dreamcatcher continues. At least now Andrew realizes that we have won in the court, the dream court of public opinion, that the segment, the idea sucks well he knew it uh, from the beginning he was trolling us this is the first time he's actually admitted mm-hmm. that he knows everybody hates it yeah i think luke actually enjoys the fact we hate it even mm-hmm. more than andrew does there's a smile in his voice oh, when he's asking andrew about was that. like more than smiling he was giddy over it <laughs> when that music starts it's his favorite day it's the only good part of the segment it's a great yeah it's a great intro <laughs> no one ever remembers one goddamn thing after every time i look at your notes or Bobby's notes about Dreamcatcher. I'm like, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. But a little bird told me, Christy. Yes. That you might have had a Dreamcatcher. I did. What? <laughs> I tweeted it. Yeah. So I don't actually know what I was dreaming, but I was on the bus this week and I always take a bus nap. Oh, Mike fell asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you guys talking about? <laughs> okay, so every day I sleep on the bus. And when I woke up, I realized I had the stupidest look on my face while I was sleeping. <laughs> and so I quickly <laughs> tweeted it to Andrew, kind of as a trolling thing, um, but kind of as a funny thing. And when I showed Jeremy the face I was making, he said, oh, yeah, someone has that picture. Like someone took oh. a, had to have taken a picture of you. It was now, really was bad. it your mouth had was open? No, right. So my teeth were together. Really. And my lips were sh- straight, like like I was getting dental work, and what? my nose what? was all scrunched up. Yeah, and when I woke up, show picture. Yeah, I I don't I'm not I'm not getting this. We need to. <laughs> I need a visual. Yeah. And when I woke up, my gums were all dry because my lips. Had oh been God. <laughs> probably thirty minutes. Well, wait, this is a million times better than a dumb dream. This right. wasn't a dream story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, the other day, uh, uh, Emily was in bed and I was in the chair across the room. And it was like middle of the afternoon and I, I just fell asleep. And I woke up and my I, I had that old man mouth, mm-hmm. you know, just mm. like chin on the floor, just drooling all so over yourself. Yeah, that's what I was picturing, but this is oh, no. weird. Christy. That is very weird. It's really weird. And I woke up and my mouth was open and I slowly like tried to put my lips down like, oh God, what Casual. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't the same day that I fell in front of the building and in a dress. So that was, oh. I looked around like, oh good, no one saw that. But my building actually has doormen and elevator operators, and they all sprung up and asked me if I was okay. 
Nothing more embarrassing. Yeah. Well, we'll get a picture of that. <laughs> no, uh, but- no, no, no. It's so bad. People will think Jeremy, it's a, a lie. Jer- Jeremy, do your impression of it. Okay. People yeah. are going to think that it's a lie, but it, it and what but I want to say is. put a fucking shirt on before you do it, Jeremy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> he can be holding his metal detector. Uh, we're, we're not getting into that tonight, but believe me, <clears throat> believe me, I will be making fun of that stupid metal detector. I posted a picture um, on Facebook of it sitting on his nightstand. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Of course it's on his nightstand. Of course it is. He loves it more than you, Christy. I know. Just get ready for him to marry the fucking metal detector at the 2000 show. The metal detector gives him money. It makes him money is what he says. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Huge. I'm sure it's going to be huge. <laughs> Whatever falls out of the kids' pockets when they're on the swing set, that's the kind of money he's going to be pulling home. <laughs> so uh, bumper sticker talk. Mm-hmm. Trump. Uh, Luke saw a Trump bumper sticker in Bellingham. I still have not seen a Trump bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. And it led to Andrew telling a pointless story about seeing the same truck twice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. that time I saw the same car. In, the in my neighborhood. Great story. Um, So Luke talked about a little bit about um, politics in Bellingham and it's very, very liberal and it's very active in, um, I worked on two different campaigns while I I was there for local politics. Everybody's very into it. I can guarantee you that truck was from Linden, the weird little town that he went to. Yeah. Farmer uh, town. Yeah. Not only is it very Dutch, but it has those, it's, um, been compared to Footloose where you can't you're not allowed to dance there in the in the town boundaries you they don't sell alcohol on Sundays you you can't even be a business that's open on Sundays and everything mm-hmm. closes by 10 it's really mm-hmm. weird it's there's more churches than schools and it's yeah. this tiny tiny little town mm. i guess more churches oh. than schools that's texas too so that's not unusual that's thing. a lot yeah. of places yeah Absolutely. What 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 this discussion and they actually got pretty strident politically about it. You know, at least you know anti anti dummy. And having done a podcast for two years, mm-hmm. where all we did was take dummies down, I have no problem with this. If you see a dumb person or anybody who supports Trump is dumb, mm-hmm. let's just say that yeah. you're yep. dumb. Yep. Um, you're not I'm sorry if you're listening to, to this. You're dumb. You're not <laughs> listening to anything he's saying. Well, because he's not saying anything. Right. <laughs> So call a spade a spade, call a dummy a dummy. It's okay. Um, you know, you'll get more trouble for making fun of bands than you will for calling Trump supporters dummies. Yeah. Uh, what I liked most about that segment, though, was the fact that uh, the guy had a shovel dick. <laughs> um, shovel dick, the band. uh sticker on his car. And before I even looked into, or of course, Bobby looked into and posted a shovel dick video or song to our group chat. Um, I was thinking, cause there was all this talk of bare naked ladies. And also, um, you guys just brought up Dave Matthews band, but there's a gambling term called a blind take. And that is, you don't know, you don't know what either of the teams are, but you know, the situation you let's say <clears throat> there's, um, there's a team that's going to be on the on the road, and they're they're underdogs by more than ten points, and that team uh, covers that spread seventy five percent of the time. So without even knowing who the teams are, you would just say, "I'm taking that team." 
blind take. I'm taking them. I don't even care how they play. I don't care who they are. Chances are I'm going to win. So I was thinking in gambling terms, I, I will take Shovel Dick before I even heard one note of their song. Um, it's a blind, <laughs> blind take to the Shovel Dick over Bare Naked Ladies because I don't want to hear any more Bare Naked Ladies. So, and then I heard the Shovel Dick song and it was a tough one. Yeah. That was a hard one to listen to. Yeah. So See, I my, may have made the wrong choice. <laughs> my, my takeaway from this story is that all bumper stickers are dumb except for tens and little red bandwagon mm-hmm. stickers. That's all. That's a, that's a beautiful sentiment. Thanks for being positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the eight, yep. eight, three, eight free things you get on flights. This was the top story. Um, seemed like kind of a bullshit story, right? I mean, Christy, yeah. you travel probably more than, than Meredith or I. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you, you a lot what of- was the most bullshit about this story is that each one of the, of the items followed with on some airlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What kind of fucking story is that? Yeah, right. fly Emirates. You get everything, of course. Yeah, you get seventy-two virgins. Yeah, That's yeah. Bullshit. Um, I. It's uh, it does continue to point out some things about um, some things about Andrew. Uh, he needs his buffer days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of buffer days, and th- speaking of things about Andrew, our clip of the week is when um. Andrew points out that the on the run sheet it says eight things he loves about Andrew. Mm-hmm. I, I think is that what it says? I think said? it just said eight things I love about you. Mm-hmm. Eight things I love about you instead of eight things uh that are free on flights. And Andrew just calls it out on the air. So let's play that right now. Can can I I don't wanna I don't wanna ruin a joke that you might have coming. <laughs> but I need to ask you about the I need to ask you about the rundown. Yeah. Do you see how you slugged this story on the rundown today? Uh, sure. Yeah. Eight things I love about you. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, you know, there was. <laughs> just, I mean, were you just sort of thinking about me as you were putting the rundown together? And instead of saying like eight things that you can get for free on an airplane, you're just like eight things I love about you. No, it was because there was a um, a movie there was a reworking of Taming of the Shrew called Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, a TV show, I think with John Ritter, called Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Daughter. I remember that, yep, yep, yep. And ye- what really happened was yesterday, I think I wrote something to the effect of the eight things you can still get for free on the airplane. And I just thought in the interest of mixing it up, I'd write something different. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote Eight Things I Love About You. But Andrew, you know what? Let's consider that a personal message to you. Thank you. What do you mind... Um I feel like I'm already hijacking the story a little bit, but could you kind of list the eight things that you love about me? Would that be mm-hmm. would that be to be too time consuming? No, not at all. Okay. One, you always keep the show on track. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Two, when I'm not feeling confident, your incredible confidence it, it sweeps me up and mm-hmm. envelops me and helps great. me feel more confident. Good, good. I look to you like a beacon okay. in the storm. Okay, great. Uh, I love your beard. Thank you. I love that you would never shave it off as part of a sponsorship deal because that's how strong your principles Uh are. Thank you. Um, I love that you have put your faith and hope in one of the most winning football franchises Mm -hmm. in the history of of, uh, the National Football League. Yeah, be Cleveland Browns. Uh, I love that your body is a temple Mm -hmm. and that you've taken a strong stand on behalf of the plight of – of farmed animals, so you would never eat, say, 
two to four pastrami sandwiches in a sitting. Mm-hmm. I'm just writing that down as we, you love my what body, are we on by now? the way. Um, one, yeah. two, three, body. four, five. We're up to five. So, five. Okay, I mean, can more. you fit? I mean, can you fit the rest into oh, just yeah. three? Oh, yeah. I love the way that even though the listeners have clearly expressed their uh, unhappiness with the Dreamcatcher segment, <laughs> right. you you insist uh, upon uh, bringing that to the show mm-hmm. um, because you march to the beat of your own drummer. Mm-hmm. I love how calm and casual you are about travel, how it's just – it's like you just seamlessly integrate it into your life mm-hmm. and don't have to create like a series of buffer days. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, on both sides of it, just to, I guess, spend more quality time with Minecraft. Right. To get in the zone. And uh, boy, you're wishing you didn't ask for this. No, this is really uh, good. This, this is, is like This a, is actually way more revealing than I thought it was going to be. Go on. This is the roast of Justin Bieber you didn't ask for. <laughs> what are we on? What you, are have, we on? you have one more if you can I dig love, real deep. I love that each and every day you come to this show smelling <laughs> as fresh as an Irish spring because mm-hmm. of your commitment to showering. Okay, so you... Those are eight things I you. love about you, You love Walsh. that I stay on track. You love my confidence. You love my beard. You love the fact that I love the browns. You love my body. You love uh, <laughs> my dream catcher persistence. You love the way I'm calm about travel. And you love the way I smell. I am That's going right. To ha- I'm going to hang this up. Will you? Above my computer. <laughs> and hey, that was be- good radio theater. Thank I could you. hear you ripping that. That was cool. Um, well, well, That's uh, nine. <laughs> By the way, possible show title, Eight Things I Love About You. Yeah, I think it will be. I think you're right. So do you think Andrew was sorry he asked <laughs> the eight things? Because he, he, he sort of got taken down there, and he sounded a little blue about it. But then he wrote them all down, ripped the paper off, and stuck it on his bulletin board. Yeah. So I think he loved it. I got maybe, a little Maybe sad. his motivation. I got sad. I felt like you know, that he was picking on Andrew. Yeah, it was all sarcastic. But it all. But here's the thing, Meredith. It all seemed to be right at the tip of his tongue. You know, <laughs> sure he didn't did. have to. <laughs> like, like when you're having an argument with someone and they bring up something that something really old, but it's just like right there. You go, oh, yeah. You've been thinking nev- about this one for you a while. Would never shave your face as part of a sponsorship deal because you've so much integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hurtful. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Mike, I go want- ahead. I want to write eight things that I that I love about you. I don't want you to. I do. Thank you. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, tweet why you love Mike with the hashtag. Oh, no. Eight things I love about Mike. Oh no, <laughs> no, don't that's do that. Giant, Thank you though. That's a giant hashtag. I tried to get. I wanted to start one when we sent off the stickers of hashtag where'd you stick it, and I don't remember which one of you guys shut it down, but someone said we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have to be more specific about what you're sticking. <laughs> well, um, we already had it to a dog's butt. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, we'll talk more about stickers later, but but I love that. So uh, Mitch Album has a new book, and yeah, I agree. He is probably trolling us. What the the interesting part of the discussion is what the guys thought. And especially Veeves thought you are a bad person if, and for mm-hmm. her it was like if you liked the movie I Am Sam. I have not seen that movie. Um, what do you guys think about that proclamation? Um, that's a bold one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That movie was okay. It had a fun soundtrack, but I love the Beatles. It was a fully Beatles soundtrack. Oh man, how much money did they have? Yeah. yeah, right. Um, I will tell you the you know the movie Tropic Thunder. Have you seen that, Mike? Yes. Okay, so they do a spoof 
where um it's a pretty good spoof do you remember when ben stiller <laughs> says never do never you never go never full. go full retard right that's yeah. because of i am sam right um, so it was that over the top it was one of those like I won an Oscar so bad yes. performances. Yes, it, okay. it was. Yeah, it was. I can see that. So, Christy, do you do you have anything that that is a deal breaker for you? Oh, there's so many, Mike. So many. <laughs> I have a whole segment on a podcast about things I really. Hate. So, <laughs> I can get back to you. I I can do okay. the eight things I hate about people. <laughs> sure, Meredith. Is there anything that? Like if your husband had said something in the middle of your engagement that he really enjoyed a certain thing, like Richard Lewis. Metal or... detecting. <sighs> he enjoys a lot of things that I don't. And and that's one of our strengths is that we have our own hobbies. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the only reason we're still married, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he, he watches terrible, terrible TV. Um, Name it. He likes jazz. Um, uh I don't even know the names. There's one show that he watches that I call George Bush, Texas Ranger. Um, I don't know what it is. It's some cop show set in like New Mexico or Texas or something. And the main guy looks exactly like George W. Bush. Mm. Um, it's awful. It's, you know, just like these cop procedural dramas mm -hmm. and, and things yeah. like that. Emily's into that stuff. Swamp Justice, mm -hmm. Terrebonne Parish <laughs> in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. So terrible. he, he doesn't like, we don't like any of the same things. He listens to jazz. I hate jazz. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, there's so much, there's so, so much. And if I let that get in the way, we wouldn't be married. So oh, that's very sweet. I have one thing, one movie in mm -hmm. particular, <clears throat> the natural. If you like that movie, we can't be friends. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Don't because then if you like it, then we can't <laughs> be friends and I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the last thing on Thursday, Jeopardy without Trebek. It, what do you guys think? Should should it go on? I don't think so, but if Will it did, Carol. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's pretty. Amazing. I don't. I don't care at all. About <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Jeopardy guy either. So. I used to be a Daily Watcher, but I feel that his douchiness has gotten worse and worse with age. Do you guys agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seems like it. Like. I don't – this new guy that they played a clip of, he sounds like a complete asshole, but uh, have you seen I'm still the, rooting for him ahead of Trebek. Have you seen the smiling memes that are going on or whatever? No. I haven't either. He definitely is on the spectrum. He's not trying to troll or be right. a jerk. He's trying to – wants to answer as many questions as possible and get as much money. Oh, yeah. Well, and isn't that how Ken Jen won is he was just super fast with the buzzer? Yes. So this is a strategy. It's a valid strategy. Right? Yeah. But he's not letting Trebek Trebek the play the yeah. the show, right? And that's yeah. when you're going to run into some issues. All right. Well, Friday we we all listened to it or tried to tonight before the show. Um, I didn't have an issue because I'm I'm not going back to work until next week, so I was able to listen to it at regular speed. Mm -hmm. Meredith, you listened to it at double speed. Yeah, ha I started at one and a half. It wasn't enough, so I went up to two. <laughs> it was a pretty boring show. So. <laughs> Yeah, there was. I don't think I missed anything. It was right. fine. They talked about Princess Bride again. They talked about the movie Kids again. That's what I got. Yep. Um, the what I wanted to mention. Um, they mentioned the Steve Jobs movie and how mm -hmm. many Steve Jobs movies there are and there will be. My problem with the current Steve Jobs movie is uh, Michael Fassbender's way too good looking to play Steve Jobs. Yeah. You you need to have somebody who you know Steve Jobs is a decent looking guy, but it 
just strains the credibility when when you get a guy who's too handsome. Exactly. He didn't playing. have that. He didn't have that jaw. No. Yeah. Right. And and if Steve Jobs was that handsome, he probably wouldn't have worked that hard. Exactly. Let's face this, America. <laughs> exactly. We wouldn't have iPhones. Um, <laughs> the, I currently hate every Apple product because they've all decided to ruin my life this week. So I will not be seeing this movie. <laughs> Didn't you get a new phone? I did. And it's trolling me. Mike, it's trolling me. <laughs> you hate it. It's well, I mean I'm I'm fine with it, but it has decided to there's a there's a known issue with the new iOS. So no one upgrade to the new one. If you, you okay, so that's another thing is I always wait for at least a month for the the new operating system and I never get a phone when it first comes out. And it bit me. It bit me right in the ass this time. Mm. Because one of the issues is that it is constantly trying to connect to Wi-Fi. So it falls off and then it connects. And what it's doing is my phone is constantly connecting to my work Wi-Fi. And for some reason, it's putting my password in wrong. And I'm constantly getting locked out of my work computer. And they have to reset the network password over and over again. Two, three times a day. Wow. All week. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. So I will not be uh, seeing the movie. <laughs> Luke's voiceover career continues successfully. Um, not so much on this particular audition as they told him that he needed more internal energy and he needed to have the voice of someone who knew more about the product than he was letting on and was and it was amazing whatever he knew. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job when he read the the TBTL I think 2000 show promo with that voice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why he couldn't bring it to the audition, but what it reminded me of was the time that he was at an audition and they told him to do one more take only braver. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something that happens with voiceover actors? I don't have the voice for it. So it's, it's, I mean, JLJ does. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we need to ask him. I think he has a very successful. We should have yeah. him on the show. I've listened to career. that about a hundred times. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's pretty dreamy. I mean, mm-hmm. you're in love with him, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm just falling in love with him. He has a lot I'm... of internal energy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot there to JLJ. We're gonna, yeah. you know, in future it's... shows, I I don't see why we won't have him on. His his voice, man, I'm in yeah. love. It's a it's a love hate relationship. I love him, and he hates me, and tells me to blow things out my ass. Mm. So well, it's a one way street. You love him, and he loves him. So. <laughs> Um, Luke went to the Tignataro show and white people were yelling out. Um, I don't go to a lot of, uh, comedy shows. I don't know that I've been to one since seeing my friend Bill do a comedy show when I was like 24 years old. Um, Meredith, you, you're go you go to comedy shows. In fact, you're going to one soon, right? You're going to, uh, not Jay Leno, but, um, who are you going to? Uh, Howie Mandel. You're going to Howie Mandel. <laughs> um, when you go to these shows, do people yell out? Do they want to be the star? Well, actually, I went to the same exact Tig Notaro show a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Did Dallas, you yell stuff out? And yeah, she did uh, an uncomfortable amount of crowd work. I, I had the same feeling of like, oh, people shut up because hecklers just drive me crazy. I hate it so, so much. But she invited it a little bit, not to victim mm-hmm. blame. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, d- she does crowd work and she does a good, really good job with it. But it sounds like 
in Luke's case, it was uninvited. It wasn't it because she will ask for it. Like, you know, when she mm-hmm. wants input from somebody and she'll go into the crowd and she will talk to a person. So it's very obvious when she wants us to talk and when she wants us to shut up. And when people don't understand that, it is it is infuriating. Do you think that it has anything to do with her being a female comic that she's she gets disrespected more than a male comic? It might be. I, you know, I don't know. I, I used to listen to the Nerdist a lot until I got really tired of listening to two men talk about comedy. Um, <laughs> and, and that's one of the things that they would talk about is everybody gets heckled and there are various ways to deal with it. And some people deal with it better than others. Um, so I think everyone experiences it, but she, yeah, she might get, get it worse than others. I don't know. Christy, um, comedy shows, you ever had any bad experiences? Um, tons. Why do you go? I love live comedy. I have a friend. So it's it's worth it. I mean, like if there's someone at the next table, do you shush them? Do you like that one dude with the great wrong black show comment? That was worth it. That guy's my hero or or lady or whoever it was. Mm -hmm. I like when the comics shut it down. Mm -hmm. the, The worst one I saw this guy this woman was clearly drunk. That's the other part is that the these are especially local comedy shows are in comedy places that are bars with two drink minimums and people go there because there's nothing else to do. And, oh, we might as well just go to a comedy show tonight and they're wasted. Mm-hmm. And then they think that they're the funniest person in the room and that they're going to add to it or create a better punchline. Mm-hmm. And there was a comic that kind of was known for um shutting people down and a couple times he's gotten beat up in the parking lot after the things that he said to people so that was worth (laughs) it to me i mean not to see him Mm -hmm. get beat up but to see him take someone down yeah um the the last comedy show i was just talking about where bill was i i misbehaved pretty badly that night and Mm -hmm. i feel bad about it because bill was the headliner and the mc guy Poor bastard, because he he was up there and he was telling jokes and they were pretty bad. And just like every couple minutes, I would just yell, "Bill," and that that was really all. (laughs) Until Bill came out, and then you know, then I would shut up, and then the other guy would come out, and I go, "Where's Bill?" So (laughs) I feel like I was that guy. So it's good that I'm not going anymore. So you and your brother are great at heckling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're geniuses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not appreciated in our time. So um, we go back to detergent talk. There's an email. There's a guy. There's a guy who sends an email and also a guy who does a voicemail in the voice of Morty, the agent about detergent. He sounded really pretty good. He slipped from the agent into Dick Vitale and back (laughs) and sounded like he really regretted about three or four times, you know, trying to do it in the voice. But he stuck with it. And bless his heart, between those guys and Patricia Lopez's um, post on the Stens page about the detergent issue, who's the Wagoneer of the Week, by the way, Patricia Lopez, because she did mention us in that. So she's my favorite. I call her the Wagoneer of the Week. I think we got the the detergent issue solved once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, Andrew beat himself up over being boring. Um, he shouldn't do that. It's our job. Uh, 10,000 spoons. Um, someone wrote in about they worked in a psychiatric hospital, so <laughs> that's it's not a, uncommon. That's a really great example. <laughs> yeah, and I would cite prison also mm-hmm. as a place where 
knives are not readily available. Um, music for your weekend. <clears throat> I'm the perfect guy to talk about this because I love music. Andrews was a band called Tennis, I'm Calling, which sounded very poppy, very 80s. Luke had a song called T- uh, On the Fence by TV Girl. And the listener, Michael in Alameda, had Jessica Hoop, uh, Four Dreams. Any comments from you guys about any of these songs? They all sounded great at double speed. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not get to hear them yet. Okay. Um, they did talk about how David Burbank has been suggesting for several weeks now a Pink Floyd song, which might actually make an appearance next week. And my my opinion on that, they're making fun of David Burbank for submitting a, a, a Pink Floyd song. And these are the same people that have presented us with Natalie Merchant and Motley Crue the yeah. last couple of weeks. So so let's not get all judgy no. about Pink Floyd, guys. All right. Uh, anything else for Friday, guys? Uh, it's pronounced Payachi. What's pronounced Payachi? I don't know. They were saying Pagliacci. Oh. Pizza ah, I place? Thought it was, I thought it was Pagliacci. Pali- whatever it was. It was wrong. Payachi. Yeah. Yeah. I said- Just because dummies are pronouncing it wrong don't, doesn't mean you have to. Oh, yeah. I think that's I say Pagliacci. Yeah. I think I that's how it it's supposed to be. Okay. Well, it's close enough. It's closer than Pagliacci. What is it supposed <laughs> to mean? Is it a real word or is it a made-up word? It's an Italian uh, word. Um, I think it means clown. Wow. That doesn't make any sense for a pizza place, does it? Well, No, and there's no, no clown in the logo. Could be, could be their name. I don't know. We'll do yeah. some research on it. Patricia, get on this. Does research mean yeah. that I get to eat that centrally bread that they have there? <laughs> if you want to do the research, Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I, it's very hard for me to do the actual eating research from here since it's a Seattle chain. But yes. uh, I have a couple pieces of housekeeping tonight. Archive. Uh, who is our archiver of the week, Christy? Archiver of the week is Scotch, Amy Shepard's puppy. She has a puppy? Aw. Because that dog is so freaking cute. <laughs> now, how did the dog get involved in the archiving? Did you assign it a week? <laughs> I shamed Amy. Amy had binge listen to all of nerd out loud and then moved on to eureka podcast and i said wait a minute oh that's a waste of time yeah you've been assigned a week and you haven't started so you need to get back to your duties that you signed up for and um that i sufficiently shamed her so she started um archiving and sent me a proof picture that it was happening and her dog was in it so more or less she went from worst to first in one week or her dog is now in first. Because shaming works. And okay. If you have well, a I'm going to go look at that picture. If you yeah. Have a cute dog, I mean, it'll always win. That that's a winner for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for it. It doesn't even have to be your dog. Just post a picture of a dog, and <laughs> you're you're my you're my winner. Um, stickers. How's that going? Are we? Uh, have we paid for our uh, hosting services yet? Have we gotten at least to that point? Almost. Okay. We're close. We're close. Who in particular hasn't bought stickers? DJ still hasn't bought stickers? DJ still has not bought stickers. DJ, turn this podcast off. You haven't earned it. No. You can't listen to this. You can't. And get out of that group chat because you haven't earned the right to see our brilliance in there. Barb told a great joke today. You shouldn't have been able to see it because you haven't bought any stickers. Was it the Ben Carson one? Yeah, Ben Carson, who basically writing his own jokes at this point. Um. I'm not going to go through all the get involved because we're running a little late and it's mm-hmm. very late tonight. And uh, Meredith's had a lot of Bud Light. She's got to get to the mm-hmm. 
get to the can. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on over at Nerd Out Loud? Uh, I know Jeremy's in some, some sort of very busy thing at work. Are you guys still putting out shows right now? What's going on? We will probably record one. I have a lot of drone strikes. A lot of things made me mad this week, Mike. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Were you able to get rid of it any tonight or? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny part will be when I go off on my Apple rant because Jeremy is a very, very blind supporter of anything Apple. Mm-hmm. So he will just. Well, he's shaped, he's shaped like an apple, so he's got to defend. <laughs> so we'll see. Sorry, Jeremy. That was an undeserved shot. If you put a shirt on, I wouldn't know what you were shaped like. You know, it'd just be a shirt, but I see your body. I mean, well, your picture's up in my house. Right. So. That's your fault. That's your wife's fault. That's not his fault. <laughs> hey, whatever gets her through the day, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in a supportive mode right now. So if she wants Jeremy's picture in every room, there it is. Yeah. So. Um, Meredith, thanks for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Of course. Um, Christy, I don't have anything else. So if you don't, you can get us right on out of here. All right. Until next time, this is the next party. And as always, I love you, Jen. No chip chop for clip clop. Guys, I gotta pee. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Think we have our Easter. Nailed <laughs> it.